not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny I don't really know where to start this podcast um, It's another view from the ninny But one with a difference because this one is even more depressing than any of the podcast this season. There's been a lot of depressing ones this season. Uh, Mick McCarthy was bad. Yesterday was worse. Ben Price, Tom Phillips. Join me as usual as we discuss Swansea doing the doob because they can't spell double with a 4-0 win at Ninian Park. Ben, how shit was it? Fucking horrific. Honestly, just in a bleak season, just when things were sort of... <laughs> Getting all right. We thought we were getting optimistic. Yeah. And then, fuck me, the worst of the season sort of piles us back down to earth and sort of brings that misery straight back to it. And suddenly it feels very much like November time where my love of football was dying on its ass. It suddenly feels like that again from one result. Uh, Tom, do you agree? Yeah. It feels like the worst result I've ever had as a football fan. In a way, I oh, was trying God. to think through it. Well, you know, you have games like and you end up relegated and things like that. But like on a just a one game basis, I can't think of a game that's kind of hit me harder. Um, it was just it was just terrible from start to finish, really. And yeah, it, it it's a real real tough one to take. And I was only eight goals out in my prediction as well. So at least <laughs> was that a positive? That is some kind of positive, but we've got to talk about the negatives before we can talk about the positives. Um, Ben, I think the game was over after five minutes when Swansea scored their first goal, wasn't it? Yeah, that first goal, and it was as easy of a goal as you can see us give away. It was just piss-poor defending as usual. Um, And yeah, it's the same old story, and we got punished by... I'll be honest, I wasn't... I'm not going to say Swansea were poor because they weren't, they were quite good, but they weren't like blow your socks off amazing sort of going that, thinking, right, we, they were like a team you think can push on and sort of crack on next season and look for promotion. I thought they were all right, but we were just awful from first two minutes. Just nothing about us. They were first to every ball. They were up for it. They knew what this meant and they were just up for the game and our players bottled it in I think the worst bottle job I think this club's ever done and that is saying something yeah Tom in you know I I was on the second tier pod earlier talking about the history of us looking not up for derbies going back to Dave Jones this is kind of like a 15 year legacy isn't it of the Dave Jones it's just another game kind of attitude towards a derby but this one seemed an even worse before. At least, you know, when we lost 3-2 at the at, at the Liberty, a player would get sent off for being a bit overzealous. There wasn't none, none of that yesterday, was there? It was just a damp squib of a performance. Yeah, there, there's nothing there. There's no fight, no heart. Or, they, or you get little like snippets of it from our 20-year-old loan player. Hmm. You know, like, it, it's just not good enough. And I think you look at that Swansea team, and there's an arrogance about them, and we're allowing them to be arrogant at the moment. You look at the likes of Patterson, he looks like he thinks he's going to score all the time, or he's going to make that killer pass, or he's going to win a game. And I don't think we've got that niggle about this. Yeah, he might be a tosser, but he's a tosser with a winning mentality, and we just seem to lack that from the get-go. And 
like you said, like it was done in five minutes. Like there was signs there, like a minute and a half in, where they weren't just passing around the back. They were putting passes straight through our midfield, slicing through us. And you could tell it was going to be a long, long day right from the outset. And it was just, it was awful to watch. They, I, I just can't think of, just and like you mentioned that first goal earlier, he's in acres of space. Six minutes into the game, there's not a person anywhere near him. It's unbelievable that we're that all at sea from the outset. Like we didn't, they didn't give us that amount of space for the whole 90 minutes. And it's just, it's baffling. It, it, it really, really is baffling how we keep misjudging these derby games and they keep getting it so, so right. It's it's so frustrating to watch. Um, talking about kind of leaving them with plenty of space, Ben, um, you know, I've, I've watched the highlights back a couple of times now and, and looked at the goals. I think the amount of space we gave them for crosses um, and the amount of times we stood off them throughout the game was criminal. Did we just play exactly into their hands? We, we we heard people saying, if you press them, the teams that press Swansea have got results against them. We didn't press them. We let them have the ball and we just let them play their game. It was worse than not pressing them. We had two players going to press. One or two players would go to press and the others wouldn't. And the people that went to press were hesitant in it, creating that space. Mm-hmm. That's why they had so much space is because we weren't sitting back, but we weren't pressing at the same time. It was just a complete shambles of a organisation from the midfield and the defence. It was just, like you said, playing in their hands. You, you give a team space. I don't care if we could have played Brecon Northcote and Nines. Mm-hmm. The amount of space we gave them, they'd have battered us because yeah. it was just too easy. Everything was straightforward. They were first to every ball and they won every second check and challenge, right? That was a worrying sign, but more worrying that is, like you said, the amount of space we were just giving them just by not going to them and not going to the ball. There was no communication. Um, I've, look, I've said all season, I want Joe Ross on a new contract, but he's not a sort of, he's not, he's going to, he, his performance. He, he, he disappears in derbies. He disappears in derbies. Yeah. They get sent off or he doesn't turn up. His performance shows why Sean Morrison's going to be really, really hard to replace if he leaves in the summer. And why we miss someone like Sol Bamba, for instance. Leadership is a natural thing. And some players are very good players, but they're not leaders. Um, or they lead, for example. But it's not the game to have a quiet leader on the pitch when you're playing that. The communication between every player on that pitch was non-existent. Swansea players constantly talking at each other, explaining, like telling each each other where they where to be. There was no communication whatsoever. And that's including players like Flint, who's a senior pro who's played, the high, played at a very high level for years, silent. And that's an issue that's really that's really cost us. And the lack of communication showed with the lack of pressing. And you don't press Swansea, they'll punish you. And they punished us severely. And to be honest, I'm surprised it stayed at four. I thought it, I thought by the end they were going to finish with five. Um, Tom, were we lucky to get nil? Obviously, Hugo had some chances, but we didn't really threaten, did we? No, I, I can't remember Fisher really making a save. I think our chances came from balls into the box that bobbled a bit and we didn't really connect with. I don't think we created anything all game. Um, it, it was just atrocious, I think. And I went going to that pressing point. We so, I, I thought we were doing it well at one point. It looked like we were going for it at the right times, but Ben's bang on. We weren't doing it as a unit. Um, there was one time where Mark Harris cuts off one outlet from the keeper 
and there's only one man that Fisher can play it to, and Hugel hasn't gone to him. He hasn't read yeah. it. He hasn't cut it off. And suddenly the defender's got there's even more yards space around there. him. Yeah, and that's the thing because then we've got a dog leg, and it was so obvious to see as a fan. It's baffling that we didn't sort it out. Why Morrison hasn't sorted out on the touchline, and we did play into their hands. And it's just so hard to take. It wasn't like we were unlucky at any point. They deserved every one of those goals, and we deserved absolutely nothing from it. We created nothing, and we deserved nothing. And and it, like people have mentioned on on Twitter, that's four derby games we've lost this year. If you count the Bristol ones as well, that's not good enough. And the worst thing about it is they're not two good teams. There are two teams around us in the bottom half of the table who are struggling. Like the last, was it, Swansea got 13 goals to one against us now in the, in the previous derbies. You can't go on like that. They scored, it's, I think they've scored basically 20% of their goals against us this season. It's they've really scored 40, well, but going into the game, sorry, they've scored 40 goals, 41 goals, and they scored four against us. That's 10%, a 10% improvement on their overall goals in one game. It's, it's, it's so hard to take. And you know, you know it's bad when you've got people texting you've got no interest in football asking if you're all right. Yeah. Like, it, like it, it's just oh it, it it's frustrating. I couldn't watch the highlights back. You're a braver man than me, but I've not. I, I can't I can't face it. But the thing is, it's etched in my head anyway. I don't have to watch it back. Yeah. That's a game I'm not gonna shake for a long, long time. And that's gonna be that is months of good work by Morrison or decent work it's not getting carried away it's it's months of credit credit he's built up now and like we'll we'll get to what he said after the match but like you know putting in a port you know we I think we're all talking about it in the week I think there was you know debates on Radio Wales about it like before the game we were the team who had our tails up we've been better under Morrison since he come in um, you know before Christmas Martin is kind of the fans are slightly turning against him in some quarters in Swansea and it was kind of like well if anyone's going to win this if it was you know on momentum it was going to be Cardiff because it looked like we were the not the better team but we had more behind us going into the game or we were going to be more up for it but once again Cardiff City have confounded the critics in the most depressing way but that, that's why that early goal is such a killer, right? The, the longer that game goes on, the pressure builds. That's where our momentum yeah. comes into it. You know, that's where we build the pressure that they can't break us down. And we just ruin it straight away. Their tails are up. And any momentum we build over the last few weeks is gone. And it's just, I, I looked at their team sheet. And to be fair, Piro and Oberfemi, that scared me slightly. It's like, they're not an outstanding pairing, but Oberfemi's played decent football recently. Piro's got like 17 goals. And I was like, right, they could cause us a few problems. And they did in the end, but we're masters of our own downfall. Oberfemi, I've never seen a player talk, like, and I've seen Aidan Flint have some shockers. But fuck me, I've never seen someone panic so much as Flint when Oberfemi was within 20 metres of him and the ball was coming towards him. He just, arse just went. I think if you put a couple of coal between Flint's arse cheek and Oberfemi had a ball, he'd shit a diamond. It was just ridiculous. He fucking just horrific performance from him. And actually, he should be embarrassed. I think when the fourth goal went in, Flint was just head head buried in the turf. And he should be, because he's the one I'm pissed off with most of all with all this, is because he was absolutely appalling. Quiet, you've got um Bagan quiet on the left having a really hard time against Christie, and there's no communication, no support, nothing coming from a very experienced centre-back. You've got another inexperienced centre-back next to you in McGuinness and you're saying nothing and you're just having a torrid time. It's just not good enough from a senior pro. I was going to say, are we going to clip, clip this bit, bit up like we did last year when he scored the winner 
against Swansea. Um, it's funny how quickly, you know, in a year he's gone from hero to absolutely zero. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's kind of beggar's belief, really. You, you, you look at him on you know, Instagram in the weeks before he was having a nice time on his holiday in Dubai and he comes back and can't even do his job properly. It was a shocking performance. But it shows the culture of the club that, doesn't it? You well, look- apparently the Swansea lot, the Swansea lot stayed and trained. They weren't given a break. Yeah, it's, not, it's not even that. It's not. I'm not even just talking about the players. The attitude of the club for this derby has been completely wrong. The manager's downplaying it. The players are going on holiday. They're going to Dubai. They're going all over the shop before the. It's the only big game left of the season. I'm not begrudging players having time off. If you're going to do it, don't plaster over social media at the moment. The way it's going, in the build up mm-hmm. to a derby, but more to social media, just like the idea of the club actually doing something to promote this game. There was little to no tweets about it. The only time they bothered to post a video of Chopra's goal was after he was confirmed he was coming for the week and the fans on Twitter hanged them for it. And that just shows the culture within the club. It means more to Swansea and it showed on the pitch. It really does. Um, despite all that, Tom, any positives? No. no I, I, can't, I can't think of one. Any positives for you? I thought Mark Harris was all right. I thought he worked his bollocks off. Um, drama again, probably the best player on the pitch for Cardiff. Um, other than that, no, it was a really, really worrying performance. I think as well, if we're, if we're picking out Harris and Drama's performance as our standout, in any other game, it'd be an average performance. From, it just shows how bad everyone else around them was. That, well, that's well, what, that's what we're clinging to. Scores. Yeah. What, what, I think both of them got four or five. The highest was five. It was lots of threes and fours, wasn't there? And three's generous, mind. Yeah, yeah. Three's very generous. Um, moving on then, to obviously, you've Ben, you've already touched upon it, the kind of the way the club approached the derby and, and the attitude towards the derby and all that kind of um, good stuff. Um, there was a, a, a bit of a furore, shall we say, about um, our friend Steve Morrison, one hour, um, and his post-match comments. Um effectively playing down the derby again, saying he wasn't brought in to win certain games and his remit was on keeping the club in the championship. He was almost indignant that he could be criticised by the fans, kind of saying, I don't know why I'm getting pelters from the fans, that you know that's acceptable these days, um, as if he was shocked that losing 4-0 to your local rivals in you know, the last important game of the season could could result in him being criticised. And then even to the point of him refusing to do some radio interviews. Um, Tom, you were shaking your head then. Um, does this show kind of how naive Morrison is? Because he kind of just, he doesn't he didn't seem to, I don't know if he was downplaying it for whatever benefit, but he just doesn't seem to get it. I don't think it's naivety. I think he's just an ass at times. I think he's so, he's, such, he's his own biggest fan. And oh yeah, if he was chocolate, he'd eat himself. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, Oh, no, they had to win certain games. Come on, man. Like, you've done the bit. You've got us away from the relegation zone. Go hell for leather in this game. I don't give a toss what happens against Reading next week as long as we turn up for the game against Swansea. And he knows yeah. that. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. Like, like I, I'm trying not to get too carried away with it all, but it's, it's just so frustrating year on year. Like, the one time we win, we nick a 1-0 away from home. And we played decent in that game. Like, we, we, we were defensively solid, but whatever. But, like, we're never going to hammer. We're never going to win. Never mind hammer the Jacks. And they just keep stuffing us. And then he's got the cheek to go, oh, you're not here to win certain games and then ignore radio interviews as well. That's a coward's way out. It's just, it's pathetic from him, really. And like I said, he's undone. Like the, the, like you said, credit in the bank. Like, it's gone. Like, yeah. like that, it's gone. And it, it can, it's going to turn nasty very quickly 
if we don't get a result against struggling red in next week and we just it, it is important now between now and the end of the season we get some decent results because if we go into next season get battered by teams and slowly dropping down the division again we could be in serious serious trouble who'd want to come here do you mean we haven't got a blue we haven't got a way of playing football there's no plan Swansea came with a plan they executed the plan and they battered us because of it and I don't think it's a surprise to any Cardiff fan as soon as I, I know we were saying well I was saying no we, we we got a chance of battering them as soon as they scored that first goal it was inevitable and his comments just make it even harder to take Ben, his comments on the fans, um, he kind of says there were a lot of verbals from people on the side today as I was standing there as a manager. It is what it is. You've got to take it on the chin. That seems fair enough. But then he says, I find it tough because it really does my brain in. The comments they make, you look around and think, are you honestly being serious? Let's not get into it. It is what it is. Why is he so surprised that he's getting criticised by the fans after that? Because he only likes getting praised. It's just, it's an attitude issue that I think is going to cost him long-term if he doesn't address it very sharpish. Um, it's just arrogance. Um, he's not bigger than this club. He's he's done very little. He's very lucky to have this job. Let's not make two bones about it. He's not completed his pro licence yet. He's still in the middle of doing that. He's been given a chance of, Let's be honest, a decent-sized club where sort of players of his sort of ilk in his career have gone in at League One, League Two sort of level of management. Mm-hmm. Um, he shouldn't be having this arrogance. He should be going. If it's 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 also a class thing, isn't it? I think if Russell Martin comes out and Swansea got bad, he comes out, he holds his hands up, goes, "You know what? I got it wrong. This is on me, and this is on the players. We apologise." There's very little sorry in anything Morrison said, and even worse than that is when he's then refusing to do. For uh, radio interviews, it's just um, it's an attitude issue, and it's it will fill and it filters down to the players from the top. And you want strong, good leaders at your club, and if that's how he reacts when things are going bad, because let's not forget when things are going well, he's doing a press conference every other day. Mm. He's always in the press talking himself up. Before he got the job full time, he was talking himself up in the press constantly, and deservedly so because he was doing a great job. But you can't then dismiss the fans' opinions when things are going bad and then hide from radio and sort of not face the difficult questions when things are going shit. That's a, like Tom said, it's a coward's way out and it's a shit leadership option that really is going to sort of do him in long term and it really doesn't sit well with me at all. Tom, this isn't the first we've seen of, let's let's say, Morrison's unique way of approaching press conferences. Um, He's obviously criticised players very publicly in the press before. He's obviously, um, you know, kind of been a bit arsy with journalists in press conference. Um, as Ben says, this kind of thing could go, you know, could cost him in the, in the long run. Um, does he need to improve? You know, he's a decent football manager, but does he need to improve the, the kind of media and fan-facing part of that job? Because, it, like you say, if, if he acts like that when things are going badly, like he's just going to turn the fans against him very quickly. He's clearly going into press conferences with not without a plan of what he's going to say. And you can't do that at this level. You've got to know what you're going to say. And yeah, it, you, you throw out the odd cliche or whatever, that, you know, things you've heard thousands of times before. But do that every now and again. You know, he, he's there digging out youngsters. Mm. Like we, We've said this before. He's, di- he's dug out youngsters in games. This is a game where you dig out your senior players or like Ben says, you take it on chin and say, I got that wrong. But he didn't do any of that. You know, he didn't go in there with plans, right? I disagree because he's come. He, um, the stuff with Cole, the build up to this part of what he spoke about was the Colwell st- situation with Wales. 
And he came out and he explained sort of the process behind Cole's development. And a lot of that was spoke with a lot of sense and was really well put. It's There was a bit of arrogance with it, but that's sort of his personality. But he spoke about it well and sort of explained, look, this is the process with it and we don't want to detract from it. But just even if you guys are getting a bit carried away with it, this is the long-term plan that will see Cole, Cole will go going right and that's bang on i've got no problem the way he speaks about that at all if anything i encourage it i think it's really good it's the stuff where he goes in and he loses his head because mm. that's what he's done here he's not gone it's not a case of not being prepared he's, he's gone in and lost his head and it's just yeah that's gonna backfire. you say the stuff with the coal stuff is i think it's right in 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 theory what he's saying but the way he even puts that across is like it's a bit like i know better than everybody else um, and kind of, you know, just dismisses everyone else's opinion. I know he's the football manager. That's within his rights to do. But, like, it, there should also be that acknowledgement in there being, like, a bit like, yeah, I know the fans want to see him. I know he's a good player. And, I you know, I want to have that dialogue with the fans. But I've just read the comments now, and it's just a bit like, well, I know better than you. So, fuck up, basically. Um, and I think that's the problem with Morrison, isn't it? And as, as we said, it's, it's the arrogance, and it's going to be his, his, his kind of downfall in the long term will be if he carries on criticizing the fans by whichever way you know if it if it if it's more subtle if it's more open with his criticism the fans will turn against him eventually um and i think he needs as much credit as he has because he's going into a difficult summer i think the conversations that are turned to now you know after that game and, and everything else and with everything that's going on at the club there's a difficult summer ahead of him and if he missteps in the summer and we start the season next season badly with whoever's in the squad things could evenly turn against him even more um tom obviously there's eight, nine contracts up, five, six loan players that need to go back, whatever it may be, the the, the squad's going to be decimated. Um, do you think yesterday was the final nail in the coffin for people like Flint and Smithies? Obviously, Smithies had a lot of credit built up. He's, he's been keeping clean sheets, but wasn't very commanding yesterday. Flint, as Ben said, was piss poor with his communication. Do you think that, that sums up the fact they won't get a contract this summer? I've never really bought into the Smithies hype. I, I just, I, I don't think he's been that good for us for a long time. You know, I know you can't read too much into some stats, but he's not his save percentage is pretty low for a keeper who's been around the block. You know, he, he's not that commanding. He's got a mistake in him, and I, I just for the amount of money that he's on with us, I wouldn't be renewing his contract. I think we get better keepers out there. Flint, he's so up and down. Beginning of the season, we were all getting carried away again. You know, you get that Flint back was scoring fifteen goals a season, whatever he was doing when he was at like Swindon and Bristol. But he's just gone into a shell again. He looks like he can't be asked, and that's the worrying thing. Like that's gonna, that will have a knock-on effect on the young players around you. If you're looking at your senior pros in that squad, and they're losing a derby game and don't look asked, what are you gonna feel like next to them? Mm. And, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be rushing to give them a contract for sure. Um, but the problem is, we haven't got anyone else. Like we have got such limited numbers. We don't give them contracts. We've got to go out and get a lot more people in. So. <laughs> Is it easy just to give them a contract just to have bodies in that dressing room? It'd be interesting to see, but if it was purely on performance basis, I wouldn't be going near either of them, to be honest with you. Then the, the the kind of talk at the moment is that out of all the players out of contract, it looks like Joe Rowles will be the only one who gets a long-term new deal, whether that's two, three years, I don't know, and that Shawnee Mars will, will get a, a short extension. Um, there's talk that we're going to be looking to get rid of people like James Collins. Um, I can imagine Max Waters might be on his way out after his misstep yes. slash uh, falling out with Sean Morrison recently. Um, 
there's a lot to be done this summer. There's a whole new squad basically that needs in. It's it, it, the Wales Online have written an article basically comparing it to when Marky Mackay came in and there was only what 10 senior pros at that point. We could be in that position where we have 10 senior pros and people like Curtis Nelson and James Collins, who clearly isn't fancied by um, short, uh, Steve Morrison. The frank question is do you trust Morrison to rebuild this team in the summer? Given what he's done in January, yes. I mean, Look, we can't look past this to sort of dismiss everything that's gone on before that. Sort of, you look at the signings in January, the players that have come in up until Saturday, they all performed, they all did very well. You've got some really good quality youngsters and they're really exciting players. That's not the bit I'm worried about. It's the self destruction of Steve Morrison that I'm more worried about with him more than sort of his ability to scout a good player. I think he's put in a really good scouting network. It's and unlike Mackay, well, similar to Mackay, it's not just him doing it there's a good team around them sort of seem to have their head screwed on and sort of the recruitment for the most part has been very good, especially in January. So yeah, I'm not worried about them doing that. I said the worry with me with Morrison is the self-destruction button that he seems desperate to push at times. He hasn't even been pushed that hard yet. No, that's the thing that worries me. He's come out fighting and biting at fan comments when he hasn't really had any people. We've been pretty lenient with him and, we you know we want we want him to do well. We've been after the, the McCarthy debacle, he's yeah. got he's got to do something significantly wrong to, for us to jump on his back. And he's already he's like this. To him. Yeah, this is what worries me. And he's saying about fans giving stupid comments. He's on Millwall for Christ's sake. Surely <laughs> like it's just oh yeah. I, it'd be interesting to see how he reacts between now and the end of the season. I think it's towards the beginning of next season if he doesn't get his way in the transfer market. You're right what you say, though, because this isn't a case of like McCarthy where he was never a popular choice Mm. and even though he did little to sort of build a rapport with the fans, he didn't, like, he was never popular anyway. Morrison's been quite popular with the fans. Like, everyone wants him to do well. No one wants him to be a disaster. Everyone sort of wants to give this new young manager a chance and sort of give him a chance to lead this club into this new era. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's been given a lot of leeway for a couple of mistakes. Like he hasn't really nailed a starting eleven and sort of had a full ninety yet, has he? We've no. not had that full ninety minute performance and sort of thought he's got everything bang on. So he's got a lot of leeway with the fans. He's built. He, there's a lot of goodwill there. You can't shit on it and dismiss it because you don't agree with their opinion or you're trying to hide from a shit result. We're not going to take it, and things will turn nasty very quick. And yeah, he'll be managing Stevenage before he knows it. I think Stevenage is probably too high a level for him after us. Um, Tom, you can keep one player who isn't Joe Riles and Sean Morrison out of the players who are out of contract this summer. Who's it going to be? Uh, the ones are, who are, remind me of who's Flint, out of contract. Pack, Vassell, Bakuna, um, Riles, Morrison, Smithies, I think, are the eight who are out of contract. Well, Morrison, probably. But that's because he hasn't been playing to... Well, for selling that as well, he hasn't been playing, so we can yeah. berate him. But no, I think Morrison is probably the only one there because he's just because of what he gives in the dressing room. And to be honest, just before he got injured, he was hitting a bit of form again, which is why it's sad to see him out injured. But yeah, it's got to be Morrison two hours for me. Then, um, did you say we can keep Rawls and Morrison? I just said Rawls is a given. All right. Um, yeah, other than Morrison, Will Vox. Oh, I forgot about Will Vox, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, like I can't he someone like him in a game, he has to just to kick the fuck out of someone. Yeah, I don't know. For a bit of bite, the fact yeah. he didn't come on still blows my At mind. 2 0, you need someone like him to come on, right? Well, like, midfield was shite anyway, and yeah. I don't know what he was expecting, sort of like 
you're talking about how uh, we'll go back to his comments about Carwell. You're saying how he can't do this, he can't do that, and you can't expect him to lead you to greatness. And admittedly, he was about to make the subs when they scored their second goal, and it was one nil down. But at one nil down, you're still looking to him after the stuff you said in the press, and you're looking to him to make the change then and sort of change it up. Because I, one thing we didn't really cover is Doyle's performance. I thought Doyle was fucking horrendous. Yeah, mm. Honestly, bad just it wasn't even bad. He was anonymous, which fucked me off more. Well, that's why I didn't really mention him because I didn't really notice him. It was just outrageous how like you can criticize like part of Morrison's criticisms of Cole is his lack of work off the ball. Doyle did nothing. He barely moved. It was really, I don't know if he's to carry in a knock. I don't know if he's unfit from the end 21s because he was on the bench for the second game for them, wasn't he? But there was obviously there was, some, there was something not right there with him. And yeah, he was absolutely woeful. We shouldn't be relying on him in the first place. And that's our problem, right? We, we were yeah. relying on youngsters who are in on loan to be our leaders. And I think like we need people. You can normally afford a couple of passengers in a game sometimes. And he's going to have a bad game every now and again, but that's where you're looking at the people around him to support him. And it was just non-existent, completely non-existent. Tell you what wasn't non-existent. Tell you what was existent. Um, I'm not sure of the phrase. Um, Max, what is his like on Instagram? Um, I think it's been removed now. But for those, for those um, who you know don't think that the world revolves around social media, um, I mean, what the fuck are you doing with your lives? Um, Max Waters um, seemed to seemed it appropriate, should we say, to drop a little like on Russell Martin's photo of um, him celebrating the Derby win. Um, you know, human Ben, the human in me says he was just you know he used to play for MK Dons. He probably played under Russell Martin or knew Russell Martin. I don't know if he played under him, but whatever no, knew him from the previous club. Let's just give him some credit for that. Um, and he dropped a like on his photo, but then the other the other part of me, which isn't human, says, "What well, fucking idiot!" Um, naivety, idiocy. Is he just pissed off at Morrison and wants to kind of rub his nose in it? I, I really want to believe. Like I've accidentally liked some pictures on Instagram before, and sort of you're going through and you don't realize you've liked something, and someone's just seen it at the wrong time. I really want to believe that's what happened, but I don't think it is. I think this was his way of sending a message of getting himself out of the club. Because mm-hmm. there's no way anyone's that stupid. They think, oh, this is going that no one's going to care if I do this. You know, it shows up. You know all of this. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's an accidental like, and he quickly removed it. But with social media, once you do something, it's there forever, and we'll get screenshotted no matter what. Tom, do you think it was accidental like, or do you just think he's a fucking idiot? I don't think he's a fucking idiot, but it was definitely intentional. You know, when you're rubbing up players the wrong way, um, you know, by subbing him in a game where it wasn't really his fault, you Mm -hmm. know, he he clearly, you know, and then he's not been near the squad since, you know, he's clearly disgruntled. Um, I think it is, uh, he shouldn't have done it. There's no doubt about it, but I'm not surprised in a way because I, he must be having a horrendous time at the moment. You know, he's not anywhere near playing for us and he's, but you, you, you you hope someone around him saying, come on, mate, take that down straight away. But it was up for a long, long time until people started breaking him for it on Twitter. So, it yeah, it, it's a stupid thing to do, but I think it was very, very much intentional. Anyway, it isn't a stupid thing to do. Taking advantage of our sponsor's offer from Manscaped. 
Here at VFTN, we're all about the smooth moves. Whether it's a Joe Rawls through ball or a Shawnee Moz celebration, we simply love it when things run smooth. And that's why we're big fans of the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. We've been using their lawnmower shaver now for the past few weeks, and let me tell you, it's as smooth as Robert Earnshaw's head down there. I've been using razors and scissors to keep myself trimmed down below, but this device changes the game. Whether it's your plums, your armpits, or your chest, the lawnmower's skin-safe technology leaves you smooth and clean without any risks of bumps or nicks. And when you're done, you can use their Crop Preserver deodorant to keep things feeling super fresh down there. It's a game changer. I never knew I needed it, and now I can't live without it. And for our view from the Ninian listeners, we've teamed up with Manscaped to offer you 20% off their Performance Package 4.0. Not only do you get the Lawnmower 4.0 shaver and the Crop Preserver deodorant, but you also get the Weed Whacker. For those of you out there with that excess nose and ear hair, we see you. And a refreshing Crop Reviver tonic. You'll also get a pair of Manscaped boxes thrown in, as well as a bag to keep all your bits in. It's simply not to be missed. To get your hands on the very best in male grooming, head over to uk.manscaped.com and select the Performance Package 4.0. And at the checkout, use the code VFT Ninian for 20% off your purchase. Over to Twitter, um, where we had 55 at last count uh, comments, and we even sparked an argument about sausages. Um, it was clear that not many of you wanted to talk about the football. Um, and I'm just gonna have to run through these tweets um as quickly as I can because there is a lot. Um, starting from the top, uh, I don't know how Twitter orders things, but this is the first one. Andrew Le- uh, Leishen says, perhaps you could push the line that Cardiff is pursuing the levelling up agenda on behalf of central government in trying to make residents of the Swansea city region feel better about themselves. Perhaps there is some funding Cardiff could claim for their efforts here. I think it's a fair point. Uh, Edward Tobin, forget it was Swansea. Tactically, we struggle massively against teams who can pass and keep the ball. It's been the same all season. It's not been addressed. Hence why I remain totally unconvinced with Morrison in possession on rare occasions. We don't look like we have a plan either. Uh, Mark Carter, uh, this one's for you, Tom. I'll show yesterday's game the same effort the club did. And so my question is, have you seen the sale in the club shop? Anything caught your eye? I'll tell you, I I wouldn't buy anything just yet. I think those things are going to drop dramatically in price over the next couple of weeks. Is that the official view from the Ninian line? Yeah, wait it out. Wait it out. All right, cool. Fuckers with that as well, because they know the pink shot pink shirt's not as popular. So the the home kit's 20 quid, the away kit's 25. Yeah, but when they have to shift it by the end of the year, it'll be down to a tenner. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna wait. I'll wait. Oh, that's the official view from the Ninian line. Um, Frisbee 13 we have a young and inexperienced manager who is getting a kick in after yesterday should we see the last 36 hours as potential learning for him and also hope that he'll come back better when we face the Jack Hoodoo next uh, Sammy Mack next season's kit um, Ben any any rumours on next season's kit I've heard two things um, Ooh. so football shirts 30 headlines confer- pretty much confirm what I've heard and it is Hummel next year nice which is delightful but then a left field choice is apparently someone's heard that New Balance are in talks as well. Oh. Which either way, I'm not disappointed with. It's going to be a more bespoke kit. And this year's kits have been shite. I've gone off the pink kit. No, you're wrong. Pink kit's <sighs> lovely. It's all right. It's it's lovely. all right. And the home kit is just a shit top shop top. Yeah. So Oh um, yeah, that, yeah, that's three. That was like what two for twelve quid back in the late two yeah. thousands. <laughs> yeah. Then with a pair of chinos, you're laughing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm delighted. We might actually get a decent kit this year, uh, next year, because for the, what the first year in 18, 20 years, I've not bought a city kit. I got the pink one. Um, hopefully, if we do get New Balance, maybe they'll sell some New Balance trainers in the club shop. About their five fifties. 
I quite like a pair of them. Um, Daniel Burns, I think I was concerned about the press conference more than the game itself. It's the first time I've not really felt with Steve Morrison. Um, yes, the remit was to avoid relegation, but with that already done, he needed to realise the importance of the game and raise the players a baffling response. Uh, Pete Davis, could you refuse to do any radio podcast just like Morrison and tell everyone your remit is to keep the podcast on Spotify? Very sensible. Um, I think, to keep, yeah, I mean, we could keep it on Spotify without doing any actual podcast. Or could we just put like an hour of silence up and see what that does? Well, wouldn't it be more like we've we're just refusing to do it to our remit is to put content out to keep Manscaped happy? Uh, yeah, that's true. Very good. So just now we're talking about the Manscaped products. Uh, that's next week. Uh, Luke, Colwell's current market value. Tom, how much for Colwell at the moment? Not as much as we think. He's a player who's not playing consistently in the championship. So I don't think we get a lot for him at the moment. A couple of mil. Top. A couple of mil. All right. Karen Pierce. At least Wales are going to the World Cup now. Well... Oh, don't say that. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a good, good podcast. Uh, Adam Tibbs, how many players will we need this season in the summer overhaul? Not just out of contract players, but some need to go as well. We need a whole new squad. I'm saying around nine or ten. Uh, this one's for you, Ben. Um, you can start. Which one of us can do the best visceral and angst scream at the state of our performance yesterday? Do you want to scream? <laughs> um, I should have put a volume warning there. Um, <laughs> Tom? I can't beat that. I'll leave him out there. I think I'll break my head from the majority. All right, ben, ben takes the win on that one. <laughs> my voice is shot, so I can't do one. Uh, Callum Bowen, how much of a bellend of a Fembi was and is? <laughs> you know, he is a bellend, but he could be a bellend when he scored two goals in the dark. Oh, yeah, we just won a bellend. A bellend right. who scored Who's a bellend? Yeah, we, we I disagree. Bell-end. I don't think he's a bellend. If I had him, if that was the other way around, he did the Ito- he was playing for us and did the Ito- the Jacks, we'd be looking to build a statue for him. Of course, yeah, but that's, that's what we're saying. That's, that's what we're saying. I've he's got a- no problem anything that he did there. He's a bellend, but he's their bellend. We need a bellend of our own who can do Tell stuff what, like though, that. If that's his swimming technique, he's drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Luke Richards, uh, Tom, come to you on this one. What's your go-to Tesco meal deal and why? Oh, I try and milk them for all they're worth. So I go with the most expensive drink, maybe one of the smoothies or yeah. kombucha. Um, now I'm middle class. Um, I like the wraps. Um, so I go for a chicken and bacon wrap. And then uh, normally uh, paprika, Walker's Max. Good. Ben? I'm going to cause fucking... I'm going to get slated for this. Are you like, what, ham oh, ready salted ham. in water? No, but I, I do like the ham sandwich. And then you put in there, salt and vinegar crisps. And okay, then you, that's better. Then you go for the more expensive drink. And obviously the crisps are sort of McCoy's crisps. Or if they do it, kettle chips, which are very good in a ham sandwich. Yeah, kettle chips are very good. Oh, okay, okay. So it's, it's um, a combo meal, like you're bringing it all together, tying it all together more. Um, I think for me, it's the chicken triple. Um, you get your three sandwiches. Um, then probably a grab bag of salt and vinegar, or the grab bags aren't as big as they once were. And then I tend to get an energy drink because I like an energy drink before I play football. And if I get it in the meal deal, I could just save it. And then I come home and do a soda stream. So a bit of a complicated approach for a meal deal, but that's it. Uh, Tom Carter, can you talk about Jason Beck, please? I could talk about Jason Beck until the cows come home. Waltham's those finest number six, uh, championship winner this season. Um, and I was in the pub with him last night. So good boy. Uh, Di Reese, just a bit of screaming, please. Dioch. Ah! <laughs> um, James I Roberts. Off by the missus for the last scream. So good. Well Apparently done. I scared the dog. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Rollo. Uh, James Roberts, you guys have a way with words, lads. Can you try and make me feel better from that shit show? Tell you it was a bad dream. James, 
it was a bad dream. Pinch yourself and you'll wake up. In all honesty, has that game changed your opinion on who stays and goes? Would you offer anyone a contract? Do we go bold and overhaul the squad? I think the overhaul is going to happen. Uh, Harvey, awful game, but a bit of a meltdown today. If anything, this justifies the rebuild, which is required in the summer. Only poor choice for me was not to play Davis, who always changed the game. We're building a young team and will take time to fit together. Only one thing at the game, it's unacceptable. This is from Tiger's Eye. Why did he bring Max Waters back? It's a question for all to answer. Um, Sam Hill, how many of the starting 11 would you want to stay for next year? That played yesterday. Lack of fight and desire from the players I felt, which hurts as a fan. Oh, well, first league double. We've always got the first double against him in the Welsh Cup last century, though. So that's the real quiz. That is the real quiz. Ellis Hearn, why when it comes to derby days, international breaks, we half-ass it all the time. Something has to change because it seems to be with every manager. Next season's international breaks now need to be rigorous training. No more holidays in Dubai. Oliver Reese really didn't like Morrison's reaction after the game. Just screams of naivety. Wintle, drama, okay at best. Sparky tried making things happen, but had nothing to feed off. This squad is lacking leaders all over the pitch. Can you find any positives to take from the game? Any positives, Tom, that you've thought about in the last half an hour? Unless there's COVID in the camp. I don't think there's any positives at all, no. Oh, God, this guy's on fire. That's two oh, jokes. Bloody hell. Uh, Dean Jones, how about this scene earlier? We're in here for you. Be out there for us uh, from a Celtic game. I think that's very true. The players don't seem to give a shit about the fans. Um, Ellis Adui, has the passion in the club itself, apart from the fan base, gone? Very little hype in the game up from club head, heading into the game. The content they've released has been underwhelming. Is that the sign that the club has lost its fire? It once had you in the Warnock pre-prem days. Ben, you've got always got an opinion on this. Um, is it just a case of that the people in the club have been there so long that they're just a bit burnt out by everything. Yeah, I think it's very evident that's the case. I think they're stale. Um, it needs a refresh. It needs new ideas put in because the club, like it's, I think it's more for sure that the club um, pre-rebrand were very good at sort of thinking of new content and coming up with new ideas. Like in the city, I think they were one of the first clubs to really have like a yeah. YouTube behind-the-scenes show. Like, And it was really good. It was really engaging. The programme was always different every year. It wasn't sort of the same formula. It was like engaging. It made me buy it every week. I really enjoyed it. Everything from top to bottom, the social media was fun. The staff engaged. Realistically, you look at staff that engage from the club sort of side. It's Stacey at the club shop mm -hmm. is a star and will sort of answer questions regarding the club shop. Other than that, who's there? You've got a non-exec board director who was on Twitter and tweeted about Cardiff twice, I think, before he left and started a new job. Other than they that, criticize no, football fans. Yeah. Other than that, there's no communication, is there? There's no one talking. And yeah, that it's stale. It's the same old thing. I've talked about it a lot this season. And yeah, it was severely highlighted by the lack of engaging content. You look at what we're doing compared to there's non-league clubs doing it better than us with volunteers. And that's is. poor. And people are being paid a lot of money at that club. Well, not a lot of money. Well, it's just they you know, look, at like, more, but. look at like Land to it major, right? They've just got a sense of humour about everything. And yeah, you can be a bit more free at that sort of level. But um, it, why not Why not take an element of that and try and bring it into our, our social media game? I think it's for you. Some personality. Yeah, that's what it is. What are you saying, Tom? Sorry, yeah, I think it's just a fear of getting things wrong. I think since the rebrand, I think there's that... They are worried about putting anything slightly edgy out there. And I kind of get it, but... They've got to try something soon, you know. It's just like when Swansea on their TikTok channel, um, when you know, using the voice of an opposition fan who said they were going to batter them, and then like clipping it, putting it over the top of the highlights and just stuff yeah. like that. I was dreading, I thought it was going to be me after saying we'd win 4 0. <laughs> I'm not that important, 
But um, it's just, yeah, we, we don't do anything like that. Um, and, you know, that's all people want is just a little bit of fun and humour. It's football at the end of the day. I'm not on it, but I don't think we, the club, even have a TikTok account. No, they don't. Which yeah, is don't. just outrageous. No, loads of clubs like Newport have a really good one. Swansea's is really good. Um, I think Exeter have a good one. Um, I've, I've seen quite a few um, football related TikToks and yeah, we don't, we don't have one. Um, well, if we had one, it would involve them, involve them having to do stuff on it, which I don't like to do. Is anyone spotted yesterday on their Instagram stories? Game finished at half time, according to the Cardiff City Instagram stories. There was nothing happening in the second half. They posted one at half time and then never bothered again. I wish I was which the is, case. Which is so non league. It's hilarious. Like non league clubs do that all the time. Uh, so anyway, that's what happens with me with Roger Stone. So when I do the Roger Stone social media stuff, it's normally if the stops updating like the scores, it's because I've been bought on. And you can't yeah. really update the Instagram while you're yeah. playing. <laughs> put, put, put your phone as your shin pad, mate. So what we've discovered is Ruben Carwell is operating the Instagram account. Yeah. Uh, Harry Dickens, having come back to West Wales, I feel your pain, Tom. It's evident that this is the Jacks Cup final. And fair play to them. They drill it into their players how important the staff and the game, uh, how important the game is. As a club, are we too dismissive of Swansea Bristol? How could we change that? I think we just covered that off. And also, Tom, you wanted to ask, what's your perfect Sunday or ice cream flavour? Oh, perfect ice cream flavour. I'm a raspberry yeah. ripple man. Raspberry Ripple, Ben? Uh, cookie, the Ben and Jerry's cookie dough. Nice. Ice cream, it's really good. That's yeah. a classic. Um, I quite like, um, there's like a Haagen-Dazs strawberry cheesecake ice cream. It's pretty oh, nice. Nice. Um, oh, shout out to Dairy as well in Bracken who do the best. Uh, they're, they're the best ice cream sort of, they do loads of flavour. What I will say is that you can't go wrong really with a soft serve Mr. Whippy in a cone with a flake and either red or blue sauce on that or a Solero. I love a Solero. Oh, not having chocolate yeah. sauce in the 99? Absolutely no. not, mate. I want red or blue sauce, which flavours I'm not quite sure yeah. what they are. Radioactive red sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, blue flyby, still stunned by Morrison's comments after the game, but just further reinforces the disconnect between the club and fans. Even if he was thinking what he said, why didn't no one at the club just to tell him to show humility and apologise? Because the club are absent when it comes to comms. Chris Bradwick, next season, should the bubble restrictions be lifted? Um I think it's, there were no, you know, this season was a three o'clock kickoff for ages because nothing was riding on the game. It all depends on the importance of the game next year. I don't think, I think it should still be a bubble because if you let any Cardiff or Swansea fans off the leash, there's going to be trouble. But who knows? Uh, Owen Jones, club can't progress till the highway journeys are off the books. So let's just get there and review. The L to the Jacks is meaningless. I think fans are overreacting. We are safe for another year and being run well off the pitch. Lick our wounds and move on. Don't think it would have made a difference, but do you think Morrison should have changed formation with his subs? 2-0 when Conwell Davis came on. Could have at least tried to get one more attacking player off by taking someone like Flint or Rolls off. Chris Stephen, you could argue the connection with the fan base is missing. What's it going to take for the club to re-establish that? Clear the players need it just as much as the fans do after yesterday. Sean Collins is a big question um, for both of you. I'll go to you first, Ben. You going away on holiday anywhere nice? Yeah, I'm off some holidays for my honeymoon, so I'm very oh, excited there we that. go. I've just been doing a load of shops, spent a fortune on clothes for it and buzzing. Very nice. Tom? I'm off to Edinburgh in a couple of weeks because oh. I've never been to Scotland, which oh, I didn't very nice. realise the Edinburgh is my favourite city in the world. It's Edinburgh. fantastic. Edinburgh's very nice. Um, what are you, Ben? Sorry, we, we, we get, thank you. you tell, you tell you. us off. Yeah, where you are. Um, talking about doing a mini break in a few weeks' time, but also potentially going to LA later in the year. Um, we've got friends in LA, so I might go to LA for a couple of weeks. I've never been to the West Coast of America, so it could be quite nice. Um, and another big question coming next from Jake um, suggestions on what to have for tea tonight. Um, it might be a bit late, half eight, but I've got tortellini 
Um, next, uh, ricotta tortellini and a, a pancetta and chicken tortellini. Um, Tom, any suggestions for Jake for his dinner? I'm well. I'm having pork and apple sausages with um, creamy leek potatoes. Ooh, so, yeah. Ben, I had a footlong subway for lunch. I'm not actually hungry, so I don't know if we're going to have anything. <laughs> that, that's a gear change. What's your subway order? Uh, Italian BMT sub stack, so you get hash browns in it. I mean, yeah. the hash browns in it change the game. Outstanding addition to a subway. They make it nice and crispy. Yeah, they're like the little mini ones you get from like, you know, you get like an Asda and stuff. Really, really good. Oh, Rate, rated right. highly. Um, I'm not custom tolerance to now cheese, just have it toasted. Then lettuce, peppers, red onions with hot sriracha and barbecue sauce. Jobs are good. Em. What other filling did you have? Sorry, did I miss that bit? Italian BMT. Italian BMT. Yeah, that, I like it to be. I'm, I, I like. I like it to be MT. <laughs> <laughs> um, George Lilly, future of the club, mainly where we go from here with the summer overhaul and division between players and fans. Uh, with identity, we covered that off. Uh, Adam Tibbs again said this in a separate tweet too. The anger at Steve Morrison, but I would, I would say we love the straight to the point bluntness when we were winning. But what did people expect when we lost the game? Especially in that manner, I'd have my backup too. Not condoning it either. It was just always going to be this way with him when we lost the game because he is a frosty character um finley jones where do we go from here because whatever the group of players and manager it's the same story club doesn't get it also does max Waters actions sum up the group alan griffith gutted what are your thoughts on morrison's comments after the game i think people are taking them out of context when i've watched the whole presser uh just get rid into it up again talk about that already uh diff mj um players like flynn downs matt grimes and their back three in the spine of their team showed the difference in class possession surely we can't seriously be giving flint faults and players of those ilk um, will be good enough to take us forward another level. Some say they can. Good question for both of you. Oh, a couple of good questions coming up. Um, God, there's loads of them. Tony, if each of you could do three away games from the 92 with Cardiff, where would you most want to go? Just trying to think of anything that isn't depressing. Ben, three away games out of the 92. Where are you going? Portsmouth. Nice. Coastal. Nice. Great trip. Beach. Um, yeah, it's always a good one. Uh, Fulham's always a nice away day. Yeah, uh, on the river. And then I think... No, Wolves. I've enjoyed, but the way in shites. But it was local when I was with Fee. It when Fee was in Coventry. Newcastle. It's always a good. Newcastle. Good, well, good Newcastle. Afterwards. You have to, Newcastle. You have to abseil up to your own seat. So yeah, like, it's a night out afterwards. It's all. It will be good, isn't it? Good point. Well made, Tom. Uh, Portsmouth is on mine as well. Ooh, um, beaches. Uh, Bradford. Nice, Mark uh, Hughes. Big, yeah, big ground. Haven't been there, and ooh, I'll go. What should I go? Wickham, because I didn't get a chance to go during when we had lockdown and I'd quite like to go there to watch Cardiff. If I had to pick three, I would pick something like Plymouth. Yeah, because it's beaches, but quite a long way down. I've not really been to Plymouth before. I'd go, I'd go Fleetwood um, because I just want to go to Fleetwood. I don't know why. And Accrington Stanley. Um, because they're a nice, nice proper football club, and I don't think we'll. Well, if we if we got relegated this year, we would play them next year. So maybe next year we'll play them once we get relegated after next year. Gwydion Edwards, if we had a billionaire takeover and you were the manager, who's the first player you'd sign? Ben Price. Um, Harland. Harland. Tom. Mbappe. Mbappe. All right, cool. I'm going with um, Harry Kane. 
Um, Fred Keener's statement, our below average professionals were shown up for what they were yesterday. I would not keep a single one of them. Phil Woosnam, just to hammer home that point, especially as they're holding out for above average contracts once again. Mercenaries. Um, uh, Jamie Stone, big question again. What's your favourite fruit? Personally, a kiwi man myself. Um, I'm a pineapple man, Ben. Like a kiwi, but love mango. Mango is my go-to. Love mango. Tom? Peach. Peach? Ooh. Can't really eat those on the train, though, can you? Oh, I'll have a go. (laughs) (laughs) And no one's sitting next to you then. (laughs) Mike Hancock, uh, what flavour of crisps was yesterday's game? Um, Have you got any ideas? Salt and shake, we've lost the sachet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Ready salted, but well, they're not even ready salted, are they? <laughs> Unready salted. Um, <coughs> let's have a look what else we've got down here. K49745, lock the players in a cupboard with Die Hunt for punishment, followed by proceed CCFC. Maybe the ideas of what Die Hunt would have been saying to the players after the game. Um, what would Die Hunt have said after that game, Ben? Noise, just a lot of noise. A lot of noise. Uh, uh, pins and stripes, they wanted it more simple, no commitment. Uh, Jamie Pryor, the club mentality is a joke when it comes to the SWD. Different set of players and management time and time again, and yet we're always outthought, outfall, outrun, and tactically pathetic. Say how you really feel there, Jamie. Uh, Bluebird's past. I'm currently frying sausages. Do you prefer to fry or grill yours? I'm probably a grill man, um, and this caused a lengthy debate in the comments. But Ben, I think I, I can imagine you're a fry man. I, I like the app. Have you boys got air fryers? I haven't got an air fryer, mate. No. Whack so in an air fryer. It's game changer. They're quicker. They're crispy. And it's just, yeah. And as well. it's, it's better for your electricity bill, isn't it? The air fryer. Keep your it. energy bill. Um, I learned that from a group I joined because uh, I work in the utility sector. Um, I joined a group. They were loving air fryers so much that it was meant to be an energy advice commentary group where they gave nice advice. Now they're just shilling air fryers. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Commercialization's <laughs> taking over everything, including the Facebook groups. It's meant to help people. Last two, um, uh, Lee Spear, the attitude for this picture was always don't lose. I feel like the fear of losing outweighed the desire to win from us. You can see it in the fans. And I think that's made its way to the players. Now the double is done. I feel like the draw isn't good enough. Now I feel we needed a result like this to really ignite this derby from our side. I feel the fear of losing is gone. We aren't protecting being doubled as we have nothing to lose. Bring on the games next year and give these cunts a bloody nose. Took a turn at the end there. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) David Lavender. (laughs) Um, And I think it sums it up and I think it's the right attitude. Die Hunt was going off on one outside the ground. Of course he was with his plastic bag. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, twitter.com forward slash the FT Ninian is where you can find us. Rounding off the podcast, Ben, we got Reading next Saturday. Does it even matter anymore on the pitch? No, I'm going to be hopefully absolutely shit-faced in Manchester, so mm. I don't care. Good, good, Tom. No, it doesn't. It's always it's normally quite a fun away day, isn't it? But perhaps it'd be a good one to try and shake off what's just happened. But in, in reality, I don't think anyone really gives a toss. Are you more excited for Paul Ince versus Steve Morrison on the sidelines? Ooh. Two managers who love themselves, two managers who think the world of themselves, um, um, you know, the immovable force versus the unstoppable object, Ben, one of them's got to lose. Um, it's going to be a lovely reaction to if either, either of them lose, isn't it? Yeah, that could be quite spiky, that, couldn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's only made it more interesting, yeah. The egos yeah, on show there are huge. Oh, massive. Huge. Imagine if Steve um, Morrison says Tommins is shite. Tommins is shite, though, isn't he? He is, but... 
Paul won't hear it. Um, I I really don't care about the Reading game. You know, we're safe. I hope they. Lo- I hope we win just to condemn Reading to relegation because I think they're only five points ahead of Barnsley now. Um, Tom prediction. Oh well, that went well last time, didn't it? So uh, I, I got it right. You said we'd win four 0 True. Um, one all. One all. Ben. Uh, two one City. Two one City. I'm going to go with three one Reading. Um, just because. I think the last time I went to the Reading game, we lost 3-0 under Neil Warnock and it was the worst game of football I think I've ever seen. Um, so I'm going to go with that. And that's it. Another podcast. This is becoming increasingly pointless, isn't it? Um, the season's rapidly crashing into a complete waste of time. Um, but we're still here and you can still get involved on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. You can give us money if you like what we do, ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Thanks for listening once again. Ben, Tom, thanks for joining me. It was depressing. We'll talk about food. That was nice. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and